good evening. You're listening to Here For It with, I'm Amanda, and tonight I'm not with Cammie, I'm actually with my two of my best friends, actually, Brittany and Sarah. Good evening, my lovelies. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Brittany's on uh, Something Wicked, right? Yes. 10 on Monday night, so that's what you hear after our lovely voices. <laughs> Um, and Sarah has been our best friend since high school and she's here because she has a lot of creepy stories and also likes creepy things. Yeah. I have a lot to tell. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited for this episode. (laughs) I just, I mean, anyone who listens to my show knows I love the creep. So, (laughs) yeah, same. Um, and yes. So basically tonight we're going to be talking about, things that traumatized us when we were kids and I don't mean like any psychological (laughs) trauma I mean silly horror movies or like silly things that we watched when we shouldn't have watched or read when we shouldn't have read (laughs) yeah and basically it haunted us since childhood so I'm sure a lot of you have had it I asked a question on Instagram a few hours ago and I already had like two answers so that's pretty good (laughs) um and so, Brittany, can you tell... Brittany's going to be on the, um, my co-host for the next few weeks while Cami is on hiatus. Um, and can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure, thanks. So, hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Brittany. As Amanda mentioned a little bit uh, before, I am the hostess of Something Wicked, which uh, plays on uh, CJLO at 10 a.m. every Monday night. So, we're right after each other. And um, I'm just here because um, we're... I love my love my best friends love love to talk with them so I'm super excited to be here to talk with them on air and how about you Sarah can you tell us a little bit about yourself uh yeah I'm Amanda's roommate and I was forced to be here <laughs> <laughs> she's held hostage I'm so sorry guys no but also I guess this is like crossing off something on our bucket list because it's been a while since we've been talking about having a podcast the three of us mm-hmm. so I guess this is like you know, living the experience, finally. Yeah, I think the last time we attempted to do something like this, it was at their old apartment. Uh, we shut off all the lights and <laughs> got my... <laughs> you guys remember this? Yeah. We got my phone out and hit record. And uh, we had a little candle on the table just between us three. And we talked about uh, relatively the same thing of what we're going to talk about. But now we have uh, an audience to inflict this upon. So yeah. lucky you guys. And don't forget the bottle of wine. Oh, of course. That was, there was a lot of wine that night. That was yeah. the focal point of that evening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, it like made for good stories. The, the main, yeah, but then we got scared. Yeah, got we did. I got really traumatized. It like, doesn't help that they have a cat. And, okay, I was not raised with cats. So every time Mina made a sound or did anything in the dark, I got super freaked out. It was, it went from fun to unpleasant real fast <laughs> with that cat around. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good thing she didn't have one of her crazy fits that night. Oh my god. Because sometimes she just runs around completely like erratic and it's very unsettling mm-hmm. actually. No, quite unsettling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like some kind of demon possessed her. Oh, geez. But it's a cat thing, so Is it? It's it a, is a cat thing. Are you sure? <laughs> it's a cat thing. Yes. And despite having lived with cats for like so long. It still freaks me out because I'm like, are they possessed? Do they know something I don't know? Yeah, and their eyes get like completely black. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, see, this is why I'm a dog person. (laughs) (laughs) There are demon dogs out there, though. Oh, geez, don't remind me. I have a, you know, if you don't mind me saying, I have like a thing about 
okay, I love dogs. They're like one of my favorite animals. I think they're adorable. I spam my boyfriend's phone all the time with cute pictures of dogs. But when we get on the subject of like hellhounds, werewolves, any kind of like candid monster, a candid canine monster, <laughs> it's, it's, it's no bueno. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's kind of cool though. I mean, I love creepy stories and I've always been a fan of the werewolves, so... No, same. I mean, we had a whole discussion once. <laughs> the three of us out of Tim's, Brittany recorded it. And it, I do that a lot. <laughs> and we, it was a whole discussion on the topic vampires versus oh werewolves. And the conversation got really heated. Brittany and I were on vampire side. Mm-hmm. This And Sarah was on werewolf side. And the whole premise of this like debate was who is better to date, hypothetically. <laughs> Obviously. Didn't we also bring Twilight into the mix? I mean, I think it was uh, a point of discussion because (laughs) how could you not talk about dating vampires and werewolves without talking about Twilight? But for that scenario, though, I did vote vampire Mm -hmm. because the shapeshifters in her story imprinted. But that's a whole other discussion. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, a whole. But what do you guys think made us or made you... um, intrigued by the dark like the dark stories oh wow that's um well that goes all the way back to childhood literally because my mom let me watch the new adams family on ytv when i was six years old so i think that had something to do with it for me personally yeah i mean it's hard to say i from like at the earliest age i just absolutely loved halloween i loved all the halloween specials i was completely obsessed it's just so fun and maybe i get it from my dad actually i mean it would make sense because he's a huge fan of the creepy and he loves halloween like we would actually go on our annual halloween walk around the neighborhood where we would look at all the halloween decorations and talk about how creepy and fun it all was <laughs> so uh, maybe it's from that but i feel like i've always had a penchant for the dark side definitely yeah I agree for myself too I don't know who I got it from I just know that when I was a kid I looked forward to Halloween month Mm -hmm. and it was just it wasn't just the day it was the month especially for um the Treehouse of Horrors on the Simpsons that was my favorite those they were just they're gold Simpsons are gold I think maybe it has because I mean, except for me, but you two mentioned Halloween, but that was a factor for me, too. And I think maybe it has something to do with at a young age associating creepy and spooky stuff with fun. Mm -hmm. So I think that kind of just followed us into adulthood and and made us into who we are today. (laughs) And it's really weird because I feel like of all of us, I'm probably the the one who gets the scare, like scare the easiest. You haven't seen me in a haunted house yet, girl. (laughs) Yeah, well, you can't beat this woman. No. She literally pushed me towards the danger. When was that? That is false. That's false information. We were 13, and we were at Madame Tussauds in, like, New York, and there was this random, like, haunted house, like, section, and it was really... That's uncanny, I have to admit. No, yeah, it was, like, nothing. There was just, like, a hallway, and this guy running, chasing us, yelling i love cookies i re- it was very <laughs> it was weird it was really weird it wasn't scary but i have it's like, a little uncanny I, it's just like if someone chases you at one point it just something clicks in your mind where you're like i have to go so i didn't push sarah towards the danger i just kind of used her as, as an a arm. human shield <laughs> i consider that putting me 
in danger. You were in front of me, and the bad guy was behind us. So technically, I was kind of protecting her. Well, if, uh, if we ever all fall into like a horror movie, I guess uh, we know who's surviving. Yeah, it would be the woman who uses everyone else to like protect herself. Well, actually, we did a horror like a haunted house. Um, at La Ronde a few years ago, it was the circus one. Like clowns are just creepy in general. Oh, is that the one that you did with your sister? I did one with my sister, oh, and okay. then the before that, I did one with Sarah because there was like two paths. So I did the two paths, and one of the paths was, was with Sarah. And looking back on it, I really enjoyed it just because of how cinematic it felt in my head. Because I romanticize everything, even horror. Oh, and uh, that's that's my whole like gimmick, girl. <laughs> Tell me about it. And. Um, Sarah would like we decided like I was gonna be first which I was not pleased by <laughs> and it's I mean I had to lead Sarah and these two girls who were too scared to go past the entrance and who were just waiting for the next people to go in <laughs> and so we walk in and it's all dark I can barely see anything even though I'm like in front and the girls get really scared they push us like I guess karma and mm-hmm. i was the shield now push us forward and i just pushed the first door there and it was the exit the emergency exit <laughs> and then it got it's not clear at all <laughs> it was a mess it was really a mess and then i got really disoriented because it's broad daylight now i'm in front of like a group of people because it's the lineup <laughs> that's and not just, scary <laughs> and i'm like where am i <laughs> I turn around and I just see like the clown, like the evil clown, the evil clown (laughs) leaning against the entry, well, the exit door. And he's like, no, no, no. (laughs) And then he just points to his like right or whatever, like his, no, his left. I'm sorry. (laughs) He points to the side. So I had to pass the evil clown. Good for him for staying in character, though. Yeah. They have to, Seriously. I guess. Can you imagine? And He's like, get the hell back here. <laughs> get off my property. It's like shaking an old man clown cane at you. Where'd you get that, sir? And so I go on this, like, electrical, I'm saying this in a, like quotations, um, wire. And I have to look down because it's very wobbly. And all of a sudden, I hear Sarah's voice in my ear. And she's just like, look up. And I look up. <laughs> okay, that wasn't creepy at all. She's in on it. Um, and I, I look. the clown. <laughs> and just like right in front of me, like just out uh, at the bottom, the clown is just staring at me. The same I, clown who told you to give back like in the house. a different clown, but they all look the same. So it could have been the same guy. That's racist. And <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. And I yelled, but bloody murder jumped back onto Sarah and the, like basically like a domino effect almost <laughs> fell completely. Oh my god. And then that was my favorite moment because it felt like a horror movie, though with no repercussions. <laughs> yeah, it's maybe it's a good thing that there were no repercussions. Yeah, seriously, why the heck would you want repercussions? (laughs) I don't know, I'm just saying. The only thing that was lacking from that haunted house was, you know, like, the actual death. (laughs) You know, it just didn't feel as realistic as I wanted it to, but whatever. Oh my god. (laughs) You know what, I feel feel like, you know, those, those, like, reviewers on Yelp who just, like, trash every like institution or organization they go to i feel like that's what they would say if they went to this haunted house well some people do though really remember you were telling us about 
those really hardcore people who go to actual yes. haunted houses to yes, get actually yes. tortured. Yes. Yeah, actually, um, there's, yeah, because I have like a twisted fascination with it. So sometimes I read like spoilers for these haunted houses and kudos to you people who can do it because I would not last a second in an extreme haunted house. You are like grabbed, you're tied up, you are forced oh to gosh. eat stuff you, you're, and it's all you're in the being. dark. You're at some places you're actually beaten like yeah. and drowned like obviously like not to death <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah i no, watched but, dark tourists so no, but I, you know what you know what you're it. describing actually i think that's mckamey manor you're talking about it right? might be okay because i've heard about mckamey manor and i've heard that it's actually super illegal and they are they are not within the bonds of of mm-hmm. like kosherness when it comes well, it to extreme sense. haunted houses like you can't you can't waterboard people like that you just it's just something you don't do but not only but that could they do if they don't make people pay for oh, it to happen i think people like travel for this place like oh, they man. even pay and this man scary, was in man. the army well this is from the dark tourist episode he's in the army so he knows how to psychologically torture them oh my God. that's the whole appeal of it most people don't like no person actually finishes it they have like a safe word but we'll talk more about that after because it's already our break um, so quickly. Um, and we'll be back shortly. Good evening, my lovelies. Are you looking for a certain je ne sais quoi in your musical repertoire? Do you possess a taste for variety? Dare I say, a lust for something wicked? Then join me, Brittany, every Monday night at 10 p.m. I play the best and strangest of heavy metal, gothic rock, dark cabaret, and everything in between. All shadows are welcome on Something Wicked. That's Monday nights at 10 p.m. Your Byronic hostess is waiting. By the pricking of my thumbs, Something Wicked this way comes. I'll show up late to the parties Cause I'm hoping they'll miss me I don't stay cause I'm no good at the games that you play I don't like to waste time but What we could have been, should have been, never mind I don't like to rewind That's all in the past I'm not waiting Something that was never Convince myself I don't need you Cause I don't like to break down My walls just to know that you ain't around I don't wanna waste time Because we could've been, should've been something I don't like to rewind Cause it hurts when I do I'm not waiting On something that was never mine
Welcome back to Here For It. I'm Amanda and I'm here tonight with two of my best friends, Brittany from Something Wicked and our best friend, Sarah. And before the break, we were talking about um, haunted houses and how we are scared of everything, (laughs) for me personally. Um, No, no, I'm scared of everything too. (laughs) And... uh, Sorry, so what you just listened was Wasted by Chinsia and the Eclipse. Check them out. They are amazing. I'm not saying that because I know the singer, but I do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just name dropping right now. Uh, So, yeah, let's just get back to our topic. Our topic was about childhood traumas. And uh, because it was Brittany's idea, let's. Why don't you kick off? Apparently, she has a lot. So I would just. I would just like to. Explains why you're so messed up. I would just like to clarify and put a disclaimer that when we say childhood trauma, we mean the media that was too scary or somehow scared us when we were yeah. children. Yeah. Not actual, actual trauma. deep psychological yeah. trauma. Not that kind of show. Not that kind of show, no. All right. Well, I mean, okay, you have to understand that despite my, uh, you know, interest in the macabre and my demeanor like my general like spooky demeanor especially how I portray on my show something wicked I am a huge scaredy cat and I have been a scaredy cat my entire life same but there is one thing that I remember that scarred me as a kid and I was about nine years old when this happened um so I was in about grade three or four and I picked up this book in my elementary school library and this book I remember it very clearly because it had like a really Oh, I don't remember what the name of the painting was, but it was like a classical weird painting of like this girl sitting on a black horse and the guy, the the knight riding the black horse was dressed as a knight, but he had like a skeleton's face and the background was black. And it was a book called Ghosts and it was part of a series called The Hidden World. And I found out later that this Hidden World series had like a whole series, like there was a book for fairies, there was a book for... Um, like Vikings, like just that kind of stuff. So uh, me being the curious cat that I was, decided to take out this book and just read some of the stories, look at the pretty pictures. And dear Lord above, I was scarred. <laughs> the images that are burned in, that were burned into my child retinas were horrifying. Like I saw Bruegel's The Triumph of Death, of Death in, in grave detail. 
And uh, one of the stories, actually the only story that I read from that book was about uh, a woman who is haunted by the uh, the child she abandoned out in the woods because she was too poor to take care of it. Oh Wait, God. I'm sorry. This was in your elementary school <laughs> yes. library? Yes. <laughs> I, it, it was, And I, I remember there was a painting of the child ghost and it had teeth and oh, it was horrible. Oh. And the thing is, I read this during the day and I was like, Pah. it's kind of messed up, but it's not scary. Mm-hmm. That night, I could not sleep. And at one point, because uh, my mom was going to... Um, night school at this point and she came back home it must have been about 10 o'clock at night or something she comes into my room and sees me sitting up in bed with my light on face full of tears and she was like sweetie what's wrong and I said it's the stupid book I can't sleep because of the stupid book and she was like okay okay so she had to like leave the door open for me so I could see the kitchen light where she was studying from and I'm I just, I never forgot it. And then to this day, like looking back on it, I'm like, how the heck did I get my hands on something I probably shouldn't have gotten my hands on until yeah. I was much older? <laughs> I mean, when I was That's a kid, I would, weird. yeah, it's yeah. weird. But I mean, when I was a kid, I used to read um, Haunted Canada, the series. Yeah. So there was like Haunted Kids, Haunted Schools, Haunted, there's like a few volumes of Haunted Canada. And me being like seeking the horror, I was like, I would feel filter through the book and only look for Montreal-based horror stories. <laughs> and there's, like, one or two, and I don't remember them. Not but that is what I want. because Montreal's supposed to be, like, the most haunted city in Canada. I Apparently mean, I believe it's it. not. Well, there's, like, more of, like, small stories. Like, I know there's, like, quite a few from PEI and, Hall- and um, Nova Scotia. Uh, Montreal, not so many. I think there was maybe one from Quebec. But that's in that book, though. But in general, in general, yeah, so many ghost stories. No, for sure. But this was like a basically a kid's book. I don't know why it's a kid's book and (laughs) it's like haunted stories, but it was a kid's book. Did you guys ever read um, scary stories to tell in the dark? Uh, I think I watched the show. Oh, oh, there was a show. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that because I just remember the illustrations in that book being rather terrifying, too. Oh my god. Okay, speaking of creepy shows, do you guys remember what what was it called? Tales of the Crypt Keeper? I love that show. Okay, speaking of trauma, (laughs) that followed me to this day. Like, I couldn't. When I heard the theme song playing, I would frantically search for the remote and change the channel immediately. Was it because you got jump scared by the puppet? No, well. (laughs) No, not even... Well, I don't know what it was, but it was, like, this green zombie-looking thing. Mm. Like, sort of, like, the narrator of the show. Yeah, yeah. And it scared me so much, I felt nauseous. I just could not deal with it. Oh, my gosh. And I think years went by, and I could not stand, like, having it on the television at all. And, um... I found it To be honest, I haven't... I haven't looked at it ever since and it would probably still give me the creeps i mean if you want i found it online yeah i can uh, (laughs) play it just for a bit oh this is spooky it's spooky i actually this was my favorite show when i was a kid i I, see sarah like kind of blinking nervously across (laughs) from me it would play around noon on teletoon and it was like back when the teletoon was good Mm -hmm. and i just looked forward to that and then i think after it was scooby-doo so, what is that sound? Probably in the house. Oh, it was the door opening. 
Hey, this is kind of a banger, though. <laughs> We're just having a party here. I don't know. I honestly do like this song. It's catchy. It just brings me childhood memories. Well, it brings me childhood drama. <laughs> <laughs> Which is sad because I generally really like spooky shows, but I just could not deal with the host of this show. The worst I mean, it really wasn't. It really is an uncanny puppet. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna end it here, but you know, this is just a throwback. I honestly thank didn't... you for for stopping it before the jump scare. <laughs> yeah. It was just, I don't know, and I, I didn't think it was that scary because like some of the sh episodes, like this, it's just like small stories, were really ridiculous. Like on one point, the one that I really, for some reason, remember is this little girl had bullies who would always like pick on her, and then she couldn't find her lunchbox. And then she saw the bully with the lunchbox, so she did something to the bully and attacked her and then found the lunchbox at home after school. And that was a scary story. And there was another <laughs> <Okay>. one. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's another one about two, like a pair of twins dating another pair of twins, but they decided to switch both of them. What? So they ended up dating the same person without even that's knowing. That's not scary. That's, that's just, just extremely unethical. I was about to say that that's, <laughs> that's actually very Shakespearean, if you ask yeah. me. But that were the those are the two stories that I remember. And for some reason, this was my favorite show. I think it was for the intro. Well, I mean, you can't argue with that intro. Did you guys ever watch um, um, Archie Mysteries? I saw one, the end of one episode. Oh, that... I changed. That was my favorite show before it got canceled. That was the great. I don't think I've, I've, I never saw it, like on TV. I think I don't know. I would have liked that though. It was really. It was on Teletoon. It was really good. So basically, there was, it was Archie and the gang, and um, one of them, is uh, like one of the episodes was what was it? Yes. So, Archie wants to be more popular with the ladies of course that's like the oh, whole know. premise of the book like sorry <laughs> i take that back betty wants archie to love her so she i mean what else is new <laughs> <laughs> yeah so basically she um she finds someone to give her a spell for to make archie fall in love with her and it's salt and she puts the salt on the fries and then he gets a, like which makes it him obsessed with her and then the gang actually eats it. And so oh, everyone is obsessed with her. But to the point of like, Archie, that's like what she wanted, though. Yeah. <laughs> Secretly, she wanted to be. That's what she wanted. But basically, the gang is obsessed with her and they like chase her down. They want her to be her theirs. And oh Archie, God. like, kill her. I don't know, but it was intense. What? And then Archie, like, shaved his hair and made a what? pillow for her of his hair. It was Ugh. it was insane. OK, that's actually a very dark that is comic. dark this yes. is for children this was on television it was <laughs> archie mysteries right. and it was only horror stories by the way only horror stories by the way shout out to our listener who just texted in saying that potato episode do you guys remember that potato episode that sounds so familiar whoever's yes. texting in tell us more details about this potato episode <laughs> because i think i remember um hearing about it it was like mutant potatoes. They were attacking yes. everybody or something. It sounds so familiar, and I hate myself for not remembering. <laughs> uh, can you? Yes, please. If you can give us like detail, like point blank, like what point form? Mm -hmm. Yes, that's the word. Yes. <laughs> so, Sarah, do you have any other traumas or Brittany? 
that you can share? Actually, while we're on the subject of uh, TV shows, um, you guys are going to laugh at me for this, but I got so freaked out by Mystery Hunters. The very first episode of Mystery Hunters that I ever saw centered around uh, a haunted theater. And... Um, but you like that, though. I, I do. Haunted theater? <laughs> Is that Phantom a phantom joke? Opera, yeah. <laughs> For those who don't know, I am obsessed with, well, both me and Amanda really, really like Phantom of the Opera. But this was back before I, this was about two years before I discovered what Phantom of the Opera was and, you know, before I discovered the whole dark romantic gothic subculture. So this episode of Mystery Hunters centered around a haunted theater and like they were doing like seances and stuff and like trying to capture EVPs. And this is the first time I had ever seen it, seen anything like that. You know, I didn't watch any ghost hunting shows or anything like that when I was a kid up until this point and I was so freaked out by the possibility that they were actually legit talking to this theater ghost like through a seance I, it was another it was another sitting up late at night crying until my mom came oh, home no. nights <laughs> but then she but here's the thing I was super unfair to my mom because then she was like okay clearly you're too sensitive for this kind of material you should stop watching mystery hunters and i got mad at her and i was like no i want to watch it and she was like and just never sleep again oh my god i mean i am a night owl now so maybe that has something to do with it. i just want to uh, all that to say sorry mom my bad my bad um, <laughs> i was a difficult kid anonymous texter uh brought this up for tales from the crypt Another creepy, something that freaked them out was at the very end, there's a portrait of, like, the credits um, are still in the mansion of the host mm. of the sh- And then he just, all of a sudden he blinks. Yeah, <laughs> no. That, no. <laughs> well, Sarah's not, for, not here for it. I'm not having that. <laughs> Sarah's going to go home and sleep with the lights on tonight. <laughs> oh, my God. No um, shame in that game, girl. <laughs> I, <laughs> no, for, no, seriously, yeah, that was actually really creepy. Something that traumatized me when I was a kid, and I know it traumatized Sarah too, was our own imagination, just in general. Uh, for me, what I would amuse myself to do for some reason was, especially when I was in Portugal, in like, we were my when my dad would be driving in the mountains like late at night because my grandparents live in the mountains. There's no lights except for the headlights. Oh Jesus! Yeah, and there's just trees and bushes on the side. Nope, nope, nope. Sorry, I'll just I, I hate forests at night. Well, me like being like I don't know six or seven, looking out the window decides, what if? A little girl was standing there in white. And then, obviously, I would get so freaked out. And then I had this fear of turning to my left or whatever, like, to the empty seat next to me. Because I was so frightened that that little girl would just appear next to me. And I was like... And then I was frozen for whatever how many minutes it would take to get to... to your grandparents' place? Yeah. Sometimes it could have been 20. It could have been 15. But I would not look look next to me just because I scared myself. How come you haven't written this as a short horror story yet? I don't know. I should. You should, girl. I also remember in elementary school, I feel like the best horror s- stories are the innocent ones because in broad daylight, you're like, eh, that's not scary. And then they creep on you at night. And this one was, I remember it was in the courtyard. It was elementary school and this girl was talking about some girl ta- 
who would run on the tip of her toes. Fuck no. <laughs> Honestly, don't even start with this kind of stuff. Like, Sarah's well, getting scared. This, like, this is what my worst nightmares are made out of. People running towards me. <laughs> or, like, just the tiptoe thing is honestly horrific. I can't deal with that. I know, but me in the broad daylight was just like, okay. I even told the little girl, I was like, that's not fun. That, no, that's not that's scary. Not funny. <laughs> we don't joke about these matters. No. Do you think I, this is a game? <laughs> No, I was like, this is not scary. And I was very blunt as a kid, so I pr- I told her right up in her face. But Rude. that same night, <laughs> you, like, I, I was just in bed, and then I was thinking about it. But, like, really thinking about it. And I realized how horrifying that was. And to this day, like, it, that actually traumatized me. It's a scary story. Props to her. But also, like, okay running to you on their tiptoes like 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 very fast like yeah not humanly possible and then just tickling you oh my god (laughs) that was one of my fears really and my siblings fed into that especially my brother my sister was a bit too young but my brother he would hide like our second floor (laughs) where all the bedrooms were it was just a long hallway and he would hide in my parents bedroom at the complete end and when I would come out of my bedroom, which is at the opposite end near the staircase, he would come running oh out, but so fast, like sprinting. On his tiptoes? <laughs> no, not on his tiptoes. Can you imagine? Oh, yeah, my brother's not human, by the way. He's a demon. He's, no like, way. done ballet for five years. He's like, this is why. Tiptoes of steel. No, he just has point toes. No, point shoes, sorry. Like, I remember, like... I would just see a blur, like a flashing blur running towards me and like just a child's laughter. Oh my God, no. No, thank you. child's laughter. No, thank you. And you know when you know someone's about to tickle you and some people actually get scared? Yeah, Like I would scream bloody murder and (laughs) I almost fell down the staircase (laughs) once. Oh my God. I rather, I honestly would have rather throw myself down the staircase (laughs) than have him grab me. Like, it was that intense. Actually, tickling, this is going to sound really weird. I think the most, the weirdest childhood trauma I had, and it wasn't even caused by anything, I had this weird fear as a kid, and I think it followed me to today where I can't sleep with my arm raised, mainly (laughs) because when I was a kid, I was scared that something was going to tickle my armpit. (laughs) (laughs) Or like just kind of brush. Ew. Not brush. Like like a feather. No, I mean like... You're saying it wrong. It's omelette du fromage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it was just kind of like as if there's a ghost there and you just feel like a breeze that would somehow tickle you. And then because of that, I just couldn't. That's really weird. I, yeah, and I couldn't um, put my hands over my head because when I was a kid, I had a lot of nightmares. So I would run to my parents' room. And one night as I was falling asleep, I was holding the metal bars behind like like the base and as i felt i was trying to fall asleep i swear i swear to you something grabbed my wrist from underneath the bed no thank you and <laughs> i pulled away and since then like i can't i just can't 
No. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe the boogeyman was just lonely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe he wanted to reach out and you rejected him. You know, if we're being perfectly honest, another thing that really traumatized me as a kid was vampires. Really? And, yeah, me too. Um, I never got vampires, to be honest with you. I mean, I think it came, it tied into the whole tickling, like touching my neck thing. Mm-hmm. But for years, I slept with two teddies, like, on either side of my shoulders, like, <laughs> pressed against my neck. Teddies are the best yeah. remedy against any <laughs> no, bedroom like, monster. This is so sick. Like, I, I, for years, and it eventually became a routine, but, like, in my mind, I'm like, my teddies will protect me from vampire bites. I oh, mean, no. it is scientifically proven that teddies <laughs> will protect you from They will all. die for you. They will die for you, yes. <laughs> I didn't do that. No, my solution to not getting bitten by a vampire because I was terrified of vampires for the longest time was to like put my shoulder real close <laughs> like to my chin to the point of I it actually hurt and I was like I'm gonna fall Jeez, asleep like you this wonder why you have back problems <laughs> <laughs> yeah I didn't help myself better than having your blood drained <laughs> exactly well if you put it that way exactly I didn't I don't really share this well rather I didn't share the same sort of fear of vampires that you guys did but uh what I mentioned before at the beginning of the episode with being afraid of like dogs and wolves and stuff like that all right another book in the library I shouldn't have been reading as a kid um had the legend of black shook in it and the legend of black shook is basically this english folktale where if you're traveling uh alone on night at a, at, a, at a country road um there's a dog a big black dog with glowing red eyes that might appear to you and he could be a number of things he could be a harbinger of death or he could be the devil or he's coming to warn you that somebody is going to die like within your family. It's a little bit like a um like a canine version of uh oh what are, what are those called? The the fae that scream while they wash the a banshee. Oh, That's it. Oh yeah. So it's a little bit like a doggy banshee. Anyway, this completely freaked me out as a kid and it was another sleepless night for me, but this time it was my dad who had to deal with me being <laughs> convinced that there was uh like a demonic dog in my room. So he came in to say goodnight and I had all my covers pulled up to my neck. And I was sweating, like I was so hot. And oh, he was like, wow. what's wrong? And I said, I told him what I was scared of. And he was like, okay, well, first of all, you're going to overheat. Second of all, we're getting you a nightlight tomorrow. And I kid <laughs> you not. Your parents were like so over this. Like <laughs> They were actually very patient with me. Like they knew that I had a very overactive imagination. So my dad was like, okay, listen, let's just get you a nightlight because clearly you're sensitive. Yeah. And uh, yeah, um, can't believe I'm admitting this on there, but I basically slept with a nightlight until I was about 14. It's oh, well, okay. There's no shame. There's no shame. I mean, uh, as we, I was a scaredy cat too, and yeah, I couldn't fall asleep if there was no light. I needed the light. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. Um, just before we go on our next uh, break, I want to mention, because people did respond to the questionnaire on Instagram, hereforit.podcast. Um, and two of the movies that came up for uh, what traumatized them as when they were kids was Pan's Labyrinth and Love that movie, The Grudge. Two of mo- two the two movies that I should have watched and I have not yet watched. Yeah, and I, same. Yeah, and so you've seen The Grudge. We watched not the it. original though. No, it's true. We didn't see the the real Japanese yeah. version. So well, I'm sure people are not watching the real Japanese. Va- they're probably watching the one with Sarah Michelle Geller. Mm-hmm. So, 
because you've watched it, what what were your reactions? Or did you watch it later in the game? No, I mean, we watched it when, I don't know, it was like two or three years ago. So I was kind of already accustomed to horror. And uh, this was my first like pseudo J-horror film. And I remember really liking it. And I remember being sufficiently spooked, but I kind of always had the feeling in the back of my head of, I know that the Japanese version is probably way scarier because it's J-horror. It was, yeah, it was pretty spooky. I usually don't get creeped out by horror movies, but this one kind of, like, creeped me out. It gets to you, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But you, um, because if I remember correctly, The Grudge uh, is the one with the ghost where she's all messed up and she walks kind of weird right yeah so and you just mentioned like, like you know pe- people coming at Wait, you in very strange ways crawling towards me yeah yeah no what it's just no. i think i got confused the grudge wait the is the grudge with the tv no that's the ring that's the ring okay the grudge is yeah okay so i didn't get confused oh god yeah i hate this i hate it so much i know anything but that, we love it what scares us the most is the creepy crawlers it's not well, yeah. It's just so unnatural, and it puts you on edge. So I know, it's, it's just... a very, very effective psychological trick that horror movies use. Oh yeah, it's true. Even just like childhood tales or like legends that people would tell each other, uh, like at recess or something. Oh yeah, they all involved things creeping up the stairs, mm-hmm. and that's what got to me every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're gonna go on a short break, and then we'll be back to finish our conversation, and. Bid you adieu. <laughs> Ta-ta. Ta-ta. Welcome back. No, you weren't on. <laughs> Welcome back to Here For It on CJLO 1690 AM. Uh, we talked about a lot of things in the last, what, 45 minutes? Uh, childhood horror, trauma. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's trauma. It's followed me. My fear of, like... Dog monsters has followed me, although I love dogs. <laughs> My the one the thing that really traumatized me when I was I was a kid, I was like twelve. I'll make that as a kid too. Uh was the Exorcist of Emily Rose. Mm. That was re- no, I just I can't watch any Exorcist movies anymore, except the original because it's not scary. But that one really traumatized me. Granted, I watched it with my uncle who had specifically told me that I was too much of a scaredy cat to watch it, and I denied it. And then he proved his point by... So we watched it in a secluded room because my sister was way too young to, like, watch it. Mm -hmm. And just before the possession occurs, he's like, I'm thirsty. I'm going to go get water. And I was like, okay, well, do you want me to pause it? And he's like, no, 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 it's all good. And then he walks out, closes the door... And this whole scene... What a jerk move. <laughs> I bet he was scared and he just didn't want to be He's there like, for the spooky bits. This whole thing unraveled and I'm literally on the bed. I think he was trying to prove you wrong. Being like, oh yeah, you yeah. think you're not scared of that? Like, no, it was literally... You are going to be scared. <laughs> that's why he wanted to prove a point. And it was literally in a ball on the bed. Just didn't want to look at it. And after a, few, after a few minutes, I was like, I got the courage to get up and open the door. And when I opened the door, he's just chatting in the kitchen with my sister, not even, like, forgetting his glass of water, I guess. And I don't even remember anything from that movie other than that scene where she's in her college dorm or something. Mm -hmm. And then she smells smoke. 
but the detector's not working and then she goes to check she's like confused goes back to bed and that's when it happens and then i black blacked out afterwards i was like i can't watch this oh blacked out or got Oh my god, that's also one of my fears I have like, I can't get possessed (laughs) Just the idea of me being possessed Or, I also hate people who Sleepwalkers Oh, thanks I hate sleepwalkers Not sleep, like I don't hate the person I just (laughs) (laughs) I hate Like, if I had to hear a sleepwalker Talk Because in my head, it's not them So it's like, basically like they're possessed and I remember once I was sleeping in the same bed as my sister and it's the middle of the night. I can't fall asleep. She's knocked out. And then all of a sudden she like smacks my back. And then I'm like, why did you do this? And then she's just like, Shh, they're going to hear you. Oh, oh my geez. God. Okay. Yeah, was, nope, I would nope right yeah. out and of there. I was just like, who's going to hear me? Who is it? She's obviously sleeping. I know, but I wanted answers. And yeah, that would traumatize me. I mean, that would traumatize me too. I'd be like, who's they? Are they with us now? Yeah, I don't do well with any like thought of that something could be haunted or possessed. Mm-hmm. That is a no. Yeah, no thank you. And you guys know from a previous show that I have dealt with hauntings such as Sarah too. Yeah, that's true. We actually thought our new apartment was haunted for like five minutes, like yeah. last week. A whole five minutes? Wow. Do you want to tell the story, Sarah? Yes. So, I mean, it's, yeah, okay. So we were actually saging the apartment. <laughs> I mean, practical. You know, like we, we just moved in and trying to get rid of like bad vibes or like demons. I don't know either way. So, yeah, same thing, right? <laughs> we're just, uh, we're saging. And I, like, I completely saged the apartment at this point. And we're in the kitchen at the complete end of the apartment. And we hear something clink, like something fall on the floor. And it sounded like keys. So I look at Amanda. And for a moment, we're very still. Because we both know what that sound is. So we go into the bedroom and I say, Amanda, this is impossible. I put the keys in the middle of the table. And Amanda's like, oh, you know, you probably just put it on the edge and you didn't notice. So I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. So we put it back in the middle of the table. We w- go back into the kitchen. I continue saging. And not even a minute passes and the keys fall again. And at this point, we're both terrified and we look at each other like not wanting to accept what just happened well, no actually sarah's just putting icing on the cake and she's like what if they're telling us to leave well yeah because oh the God. keys to the house like you know you're not welcome here throwing my keys on the floor no no, no you have to listen real closely and if you hear a get out then you know that you're you're oh God. messed up yeah so anyway we're like, okay, this this isn't logical. Let's go check out the situation. So we look at the table again, and we're like, okay, put the keys on the table again, and this time we're going to watch. And it turns out that there was a fan that was making a vibration, and it was vibrating the keys off the table. And let me tell you, we were so relieved <laughs> oh when God. we found that out. We're just like, this <laughs> place is too perfect. That's how. I know. I'm like, I knew there had to be a catch. I just knew it. That's how all horror movies. Starts. Honestly, though, if it was a ghost, you could have just flipped it in reverse and be like, hey, ghost, 
I'm friendly. I want to be friends with you. And then you could have totally had a ghost roommate. I don't think yeah, ca- it was if Casper. Yeah, a ghost gra- grabbing my keys and throwing them on the floor to be like, get out. But how do you know it was get out? Maybe it was like just an attention grabber. Like, hello, I'm here. I guess. I, I just know. prefer to look at it from a very dark point of view. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like if it was actually Casper, he'd be, I don't know, playing with Mina. Um, you know Mina would not be down. Dancing around. <laughs> Mina would love him. I don't know. She doesn't like other cats, but we don't know how she feels about ghosts. Hmm. So Should ask her. Not yet, anyways. <laughs> did you guys, when you, did you, ever, you guys ever watch The Sixth Sixth Sense? No, never. No. Never? My, da- my dad keeps telling me to watch it, but uh, what? I, so I even everyone knows too. how it ends. Oh my God. Brittany, do you know how it ends? Uh, yeah, I do. Okay. Well, I feel like, yeah, it's kind of like the Titanic. You kind of know what, how it ends. I mean, listen, I think the due date for spoilers is long past, so. Yeah, it's just yeah. too bad because it's a really good movie, but I watched it a little too young. And, like, the, especially the scene, okay, two of the scenes that really traumatized me was the one where he goes, like, something grabs him from under the bed and it's this little ghost girl Ooh. yeah who was poisoned by her mother it's really dark i'm still disturbed dark. by underneath my bed oh yeah for sure <laughs> like that still scares me you, at like 24 it is still a fear yeah you can't have your like your feet like hanging off the bed that's just not after dark no not Mm-mm. after dark no. <laughs> no you're just playing with fire if you yeah. do that so. actually that makes me think oh my god this is a really disturbing story it makes me think of this story i I either read, I think, when I was a kid or something like that. And it was basically, it's really dark. So basically, this girl, her dog would always sleep under her bed. And then every night when she would get up, she she would lick her her feet. No. Yeah. Yeah. And then she, she would, like, go to the washroom, come back. And then at one point in the night, he didn't do it. And then she's like, okay, that's weird maybe he's sleeping and then she goes back to bed but then the second then the third time he does and she's like okay he's back up and then the next morning she finds her dog mm-hmm. dead in the kitchen mm-hmm. and then finds out that someone had broken in her house so hell no <laughs> yeah so basically the third time was the robber killer whatever under Crazy her bed person. no okay i'm sorry <laughs> I am more scared of some weirdo licking my ankles than a freaking <laughs> demon in my house. I know, that's that's a whole other level. Ugh. It actually makes me think oh, of, God. I mean, you guys have seen um, McDonald's, the Japanese McDonald's commercials? <laughs> yes, with the clown under the <laughs> I bed. I thought you were going to say the panda commercials. Oh my God, the panda <laughs> are funny. But, um, actually, I think that's an Egyptian commercial. Yeah, oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's about, like, the ch- it's a cheese it's commercial. A cheese, yeah. Just type in panda commercial, I'll post something on instagram about it's really it it's, really, it's actually really funny but this one is the mcdonald's commercial and it's just this creepy ronald mcdonald oh God, yeah. who like phone he, like he's he calls them and he's just like stalking them he chases them <laughs> it's what is this for? And he, like, only in japan i'm telling you it's just is it an ad for the food yeah it's for <laughs> or, the like or the charity because i feel like either or it's for the food no, it's, for, it's for the, it's for the <laughs> He's, i think i don't i mean obviously i can't under, i don't understand japanese what? but what i gather is that he's gonna kill them if they don't go to mcdonald's <laughs> so yeah that's oh a whole God. thing come to mcdonald's or else <laughs> for our, i guess for hilarious 
before we like end the show because we're already four minutes away Sarah you mentioned that another thing that traumatized you as a kid was Alice in Wonderland do you have any thoughts on that I actually yeah okay well everyone knows how trippy that is but what Mm -hmm. I did want to talk about was the Wizard of Oz because I feel like that left a deeper mark Mm -hmm. and uh, specifically the legs of the witch (laughs) underneath the house and Mm -hmm. how they kind of just curl into themselves oh and God. like slither under oh the house God. foundation no, 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 no. <laughs> but like what had really marked me was that i actually saw those legs at an abandoned apparently haunted house near <laughs> our childhood camping ground oh my god and oh my god i remember it like i i saw those legs underneath that door and the, all that trauma came flooding back and i i stood still for at least a minute I couldn't move it was just so terrifying and eventually one of my dad's friends just kind of grabbed them and like flung them across the room which was actually very disturbing as well <laughs> you're but... throwing legs <laughs> yeah but I'm sure that's something that everyone found very disturbing about that movie I just I yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh, I feel like we could have talked about this for the next two hours but mm-hmm. um I guess this is how we're going to end the show. I'm going to put on Sat- Sorry. Saturn mm-hmm. Return by Honora. And right after, you're going to be listening to more of Britney Hello. on Something Wicked with her dark music. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's going to be a heavy metal episode. So Ooh. get your horns up. <laughs> <laughs> so you were listening to Here For It. And I'll, you'll listen to me and Britney next week. Ciao, Bella. Saturn's return again, turn again Is this the last time I'll see you? Was I the only one who believed you? Gravity, have mercy on me Pray.